Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Autosave Disable. I'm your host, Caleb Center. And this is me, Trevor King Thick. And uh, I want to point out that we uh, very abruptly ended uh, the last episode with twins, uh, mainly because of the fact we were running out of time for recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, today we are starting uh, another uh, series for a different company. We've just finished up uh, with uh, Sony. Sony Interactive Entertainment. And now we are moving to Xbox Game Studios. Or Microsoft Game Studios, whatever you want to call them. Their current name is Xbox Game Studios. Um, but uh, the, so the Disney of video games. Basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're getting there. <laughs> uh, so Xbox Game Studios, uh, also previously known as Microsoft Studios and Microsoft Game Studios and Microsoft Games, uh, is an American video game publisher and part of Microsoft Gaming Division based in, uh, in Redmond, Washington. It was established in March of 2000, uh, spun out from an internal uh, gamers group for the development and publishing of video games for Microsoft Windows, and uh, it has since expanded to include games and other interactive entertainment for the namesake Xbox platforms, mobile, uh, Windows Mobile, and other mobile platforms and web-based portals. Uh, so their timeline uh, from 2000 to 2011. Uh, prior to the formation of a dedicated game division, Microsoft had its own games group and had already made some acquisitions for developers and titles. And this included the acquisition of FASA Interactive in 1999 for its uh, Mech Warrior game series. Uh, Access Software the same year uh, for its Lynx series of golf games. And Ace Game Studio, which worked on the Microsoft Flight Simulator games, which you guys don't know. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is pretty uh pretty popular for just a flight simulator. Honestly, it's really fucking expansive too. Yeah, yeah, they just added the Pelican from Halo to it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I saw something about that. Um, the games group had also established uh, long-term publishing deals with developers like Ensemble Studios, who did Age of Empires and Age of Mythology, and Digital Anvil for Star Lancer, uh, and under Microsoft FASA. Uh, I say that three times fast. Uh, Interactive was renamed FASA Studio, and Access Software became Salt Lake Game Studios. Uh, Microsoft. Where they're based uh, based out of? Probably Salt Lake City. <laughs> Bunch of Mormons making my fucking game. Uh, Microsoft transitioned the games group into a wholly separate division uh, named Microsoft Games around March of 2000. And along with other uh, consolidation of games-related uh, projects within Microsoft, uh, this came alongside the public announcement for the first Xbox console, with Microsoft Games to serve as a developer and publisher for titles uh, of titles for both Xbox and Microsoft Windows. Uh, Robbie Bach, who uh, I believe that's how you say it's B-A-C-H. Yeah, I think that's Bach, uh, who held executive positions in Microsoft's uh, entertainment divisions, was named senior vice president, while Ed Freeze. Or fries, one or the other. I'm gonna say freeze. Uh, let me see. It's the, it's spelled the same way as Doc, uh, Mr. Freeze's last name in Batman, so I'm uh. assuming it's freeze. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ed Freeze, uh, a member of the former games group and, and instrumental for uh, some of its acquisitions, was named as vice president of the new division. Uh, Shane Kim. Uh, served as the division's general manager, and uh, in 2001, the division was renamed Microsoft Game Studios. You know, the last name Kim, I feel like it's Korean. Probably. There, there's a 
a 99% chance that he's correct. I don't know why that's like the most common last name. It just is, man. It's like how Smith is for white people. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, FASA Studio and Salt Lake Game Studio remained with Microsoft Game Studios. Dang, how many times can I say studio? Uh, getting back to the Smith, hell, look at Pocahontas, John Smith. <laughs> hey, oh, what what about that little jingle? Was it like John... Jingleheimer Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So FASA Studio and Salt Lake Game Studio remained with Microsoft Game Studios. And uh, Digital Anvil and Ensemble Studios were acquired by Microsoft in 2001, uh, 2000 and 2001, respectively. Uh, one of the first major studio acquisitions following the division's formation was Bungie in June of 2000, in the midst of its development of Halo Combat Evolved. Um, with the acquisition, Halo, uh, which had been planned for release on personal computers, became a Microsoft-published uh, title as well as a launch title for the Xbox on its release in 2001. Uh, Turn 10 Studios was established in 2001 uh, for work on the Forza series of racing games. And in September 2002, um, Microsoft Game Studios acquired Rare, who had previously uh, extensively developed for Nintendo platforms. Uh, and in 2003, Microsoft recognized that the EA Sports label was in a far stronger position to develop sports games for the Xbox console and among realignment steps laid off about 78 employees uh, within Microsoft Game Studios, uh, that were developing sports games in-house and sold Salt Lake uh, sold Salt Lake Game Studios. Uh, now uh, named Indie Games, uh, yeah, they sold their Indie Games uh, to Take Two Interactive in 2004, where it became Indie Built. Sorry, I skipped a line. <laughs> um. Peter Moore was named in 2003 as Vice President of Microsoft's Home and Entertainment Division, which included MGS uh, and the Xbox Division and Microsoft's Home Hardware Market, uh, reporting to Bach. Um, in addition to pulling big publishers like EA uh, to the Xbox platform, Moore tried to push the Xbox in Japan by courting Japanese developers with support from MGS uh, Publishing. Uh, such games, <laughs> such games included Phantom Dust and Blinks the Time Sweeper. Uh, around 2004, MGS established Carbonated Games as an internal studio for the development of casual games for Microsoft's web games portal MSN Games on the uh, chat client MSN Messenger and on the Xbox Live platform. And one of the best Microsoft games I could probably say that I played is Microsoft Paint. That is. So fucking good. Man. And also that pinball game that they had. That game was actually... <laughs> one where you're in space and shit. That thing was fucking lit. I, can, I still have the sound effects in my head. There, Gunner showed me a song, I think. I think it was Gunner. Showed me a rap song where it actually took the sound effects from that game and turned it to a fucking beat. You know, you know the sound whenever you first start. It's like like yeah. that. That was the fucking backtrack. I'm like, you kidding me? I'm like, it sounds like shit, but I love it. <laughs> it's so awful, but I love it. You know what's really funny is that uh, the the sound effects for that just became like generic pinball sound effects for a lot of pinball things. And I had a little uh, like a lap sized pinball machine mm -hmm. as a kid that was Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. So you had like little statues or figurines that like stuck into the top of it yeah so that whenever you like hit the things they actually like turn and stuff like that hmm. 
And uh, there's like Goku, Vegeta, and all that. And uh, they had the same exact sound effects in that <laughs> pinball machine. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna make a joke actually about the Microsoft Paint things like man one of the best moments taking that red streak across it you know <laughs> <laughs> one 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 Instagram page that I really really love it's uh where this dude takes metal cut like metal albums and draws them in Microsoft Paint <laughs> <laughs> they are the most abhorrent pieces of shit that I've ever seen but I love it because they are so fucking funny because you'll take something brutal like Cannibal Corpse where it's like a like a like half of a body eating another body's pussy, and, and then he just does it in MS Paint. And I'm like, this is beautiful, man. Like, this is beautiful. Oh, so uh, Kim and Freeze were uh, instrumental for securing MGS's uh, publishing deal with Lionhead Studios for their 2004 game Fable, uh, which would serve as the first major role-playing game on the Xbox platform. Uh, subsequently, in 2006, uh, MGS acquired Lionhead Studios along with the Fable properties as it sought to secure a Fable sequel for the upcoming Xbox 360. Rest in peace, Lionhead Studio. <laughs> uh, MGS uh, folded the staff of Digital Anvil into the larger studio in 2005, following the release of 2003's Brute Force, and closed down the studio entirely in 2006. Uh, FASA Studio uh, was closed three and a half months uh, after the May 2007 release of their uh, last game, Shadowrun. Um, in 2007... MGS announced the opening of a European office in Reading, England. Yes, Reading. Let me see. Like, the word, re like, I am reading a book. <laughs> they probably pronounce it weird, like, reading. <laughs> uh, well, I'm American, so... <laughs> anyway, uh, but anyway, yeah, they're in England. Uh, headed by General Manager Phil Spencer. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Moore up, uh, opted to... Uh, leave Microsoft in Ju uh, July 2007 as to move back to the San Francisco Bay Area with his family and to rejoin EA. Uh, Don Matrick uh, was named as his replacement as the new vice president of the Xbox and games business, which included MGS. Uh, later in 2007, Bungie uh, um, split from MGS to become a privately held independent company uh, with MGS uh, retaining the rights to the Halo property. Bungie continued to develop two additional Halo games for MGS, Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach. Uh, simultaneously, MGS founded 343 Industries as an internal studio to develop future Halo games without Bungie. Which, if anybody knows, Bungie ended up making Destiny. So. And now PlayStation has Bungie. Yeah. As well as the, uh, yeah, the original developers of Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Bungie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, the reason I say it like that is because, like, is because you know, like game companies, they'll cycle out through, like, yeah, through people. Yeah. Well, like they got like OG Halo devs, which I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with it. I mean, I it's kind of like you know, uh, Obsidian. Most of the people from Obsidian are the original people from Black Isle Studios that did the original Fallout's yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, in 2008, MGS disbanded uh, Carbonated Games and announced the formation of internal studio Xbox Live Productions to develop, quote, high-quality digital content uh, for Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, Microsoft as a whole announced layoffs of up to 5,000 jobs across all divisions in January 2009 due to slowing sales of personal computers as a result of the late 2000s financial crisis. Uh, within MGS... The studio had already planned to disband Ensemble Studios after the completion of Halo Wars in early 2009, while the new layoffs led MSG to also disband Ace's Game Studio. 
Um, Have you been saying that wrong this whole time? What? You just you've been saying MGS. No, Microsoft Game Studios. Okay, now MSG. Oh, did I accidentally say MSG? Yeah, this isn't salt. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> that government. <laughs> it's going to happen at least once an episode, okay? <laughs> I'm going to say something wrong. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that by now. <laughs> but something I will say, I mean, Microsoft is responsible for high blood pressure with Halo, so I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Microsoft acquired Vancouver-based Big Park in May of 2009 using the studio to develop uh, some of the first games for the upcoming Kinect sensor for Xbox 360, which <laughs> died very quickly. Uh, yes. <laughs> later in 2009, Phil Spencer was uh, promoted to corporate vice president of MGS. There you go. I got it right that time. In order to replace the retiring Shane Kim. Uh, in 2010, MGS formed a mobile gaming studio, MGS Mobile Gaming. Uh, focused on developing gaming and entertainment multimedia for Windows phone devices. And it also expanded Rare with a second studio in Digbeth, Birmingham. Speaking of the Kinect, by the way, funny story about that is I always wanted one uh, whenever they were new. Because mm-hmm. like, I saw that like one Star Wars game for it. Oh, yeah, the I was Vader like, game. I was like, man, that looks like it'd be fun. And then uh, I finally got to try it, and I was like, this is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> To me, the Connect was was Microsoft's res- like really, response to Wii. really shitty response yeah. to the Wii. Because I mean, to be fair, the Wii was kind of ahead for its time. Oh yeah, very much so. Sometimes it was a little lackluster, especially if you compare it to the Switch's motion controls nowadays. Yeah, but the thing is, you got to think about. I mean, they sacrifice performance for cool. <laughs> yeah, that's most of what Nintendo does. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that nowadays because the Switch isn't even fucking cool anymore. But they just sacrifice performance. Well, I mean, like to be fair, when the Switch came out, it was kind of cool. It's like, oh, it's like it could be handheld and on the TV, and the things detach, and it makes little satisfying sounds. Little, you know. Fuck that. It's got I mean, better. It, mo- it's got better motion controls than the Wii, homie. That's I mean, already a selling point. I mean, yes, it does. You don't need that. the motion bar anymore, Trev. You could be anywhere. What do you think about the motion bar that I really liked? Is that you didn't even need it. All you needed were two candles. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. I've seen people play the Wii with just candles. <laughs> they don't have a bar. They just have candles, and the and the remote picks it up. What? Yes. It, I, I've seen it, man. I've seen it. That's fucking black magic, man. You don't even need technology. Revert back to Satanism. I never knew about that. Yes. <laughs> I've seen it happen before. It's like, shit, lost this part. Hey, Mom, let me borrow the Yankees. It's like, okay. And it's set up, up on the fucking countertop. And just, tick, tick, there you go. We bowling my ass off the candles. <laughs> Mom, you know I hate the smell of vanilla. Why'd you get this one? Just to make you stop playing as much. It's interrupting my gameplay, Mom. I'm trying to be MLG. <laughs> oh, man. So, 2011 to 2019. <laughs> uh, by the Electronic Entertainment Expo 2011, or E3, in June 2011... Uh, Microsoft Game Studios was quietly renamed to Microsoft Studios, and later in 2011, Microsoft Studios acquired Twisted Play, uh, Pixel Games, uh, and in early December 2011, Microsoft Studios created 
Microsoft Casual Games, and that is a division to uh, revamp its past casual games for Windows, like Windows Solitaire and MSN games, using more up-to-date software delivery pro uh, platforms. Some of those games are actually, they actually slap pretty hey, I hard. I ain't gonna lie to you, homie. I play a lot of fucking Solitaire. Mm-hmm. A lot of pinball. I've got a lot of hours under my belt whenever it comes to pinball. Then again, whenever I was younger and playing Solitaire, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I just wanted to see the cars jump. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I was a kid, I actually preferred Spider Solitaire because they had the button where you it, like you just click it and it puts the card on to make it work and go. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta play this fucking game. Because I was like, I don't know what to do in this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 2012, Phil Harrison, the former Sony Worldwide Studios head, joined Microsoft as head of Microsoft Studios Europe and uh, and uh, IEB. Uh, Microsoft Studios acquired developer Pressplay, uh, known for developing Tentacles and Max and Magic Marker, Max and the Magic Marker, and uh, they also announced a new development studio in London, England. And later in 2012, Microsoft downsized Microsoft Game Studios Vancouver due to the cancellation of the Connect Family title project Columbia, and announced that the ongoing development of free-to-play title Microsoft Flight had been ceased due to the uh, due to portfolio evaluation. <laughs> uh, the reduced Vancouver studios were renamed the Black to Black Tusk uh, Studios, Tusk, my bad, and tasked with making similar franchise-building titles as Halo. Uh, in 2013, Microsoft established European studio Lyft London, and a studio that would create cloud-based games for tablets, mobiles, and TVs. Or as they would say it in England, mobiles. Mobiles. Uh, later, they created a new deep tech. That's in quotes, by the way. A uh, team inside its de uh, developer and platform, uh, Evangelius. What? <laughs> Evangelism? Where'd that word be? <laughs> Where'd the word be? Developer and platform, Evangelism. Evangelism. Yeah, that's the DPE. We'll call it DPE. Destroyer Phoenix Enforcer for all of my, uh, my Yu Gi Oh fans out there. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, the new team is charged uh, with working with top developers outside the company to build next generation applications on top of Microsoft platforms. While Matrix and, uh, had overseen much of the development of Microsoft's next console, the Xbox One, uh, he left in July 2013 prior to his release to take over as CEO of Zynga. Uh, Matrix was uh, succeeded by Julie Larson Green. Uh, who was named the president of the Devices and Studios Engineering Group following a realignment of Microsoft's divisions overseeing both the Xbox hardware divisions and Microsoft Studios. So, at this point, they, they shift CEOs uh, in Microsoft uh, coming up uh, past 2013. So, Satya Nadella, sorry if I mispronounced that, uh, became CEO of Microsoft in February of 2014, and uh, at this time, Microsoft was face, facing strong competition in the consumer market and within the gaming sector. Uh, the Xbox One, released, uh, which released in 2013, was more expensive than competitors and had too much focus on non-gaming functions. Uh, under Nadella's direction, Phil Spencer was named the new head of Microsoft Studios to replace Jason Holtman, uh, who had only been uh, its lead for the prior six months. Yeah, the Xbox One had a very shitty launch. Yeah. Especially, I'm not entirely sure if this is true or not, but like that whole thing to where 
Because remember, you had to like the only way you could play a game was online. Like you had to be connected to the internet. And also, like there was this weird. I'm not sure if it was a rumor or not, but like if you played a game, that game would only work on that console. That has to be a rumor. But I remember hearing that a lot. Like I mean, everybody was complaining about it and talking about it. Still, nowhere near as bad as Anthem killing PlayStations. Yeah. Like, Xbox One had an extremely, extremely shitty launch. Not compared to PS4. <laughs> yeah, PS4 took off like a fucking rocket on crack. I mean, starting price was 400 Yeah. And then there was barely any issues out of it until, like, years down the line for the first gens. Yeah. I mean, shoot. <laughs> I mean, because you need... I mean, you're going to have performance issues with first-generation consoles I mean, of it, any kind. Shit's yeah. got to get worked out at some point. I mean, just... hell, I mean, look at how perfect that the Series X is and how perfect the PS5 is. Just imagine, like, four years down the line, whenever we're going to have pro versions of those, and these are be going are going to be considered outdated and shit. When on a, and to me, whenever I see it with my own eyes, that it's that it's way better. I'm, I I don't know. I'm not really going to. It's going to be hard for me to believe because to me... To me, there's not really much more you could do with the hardware that they have in them right now other than just giving them more storage space. Yeah, I mean, honestly, one thing I really don't like about my PS5, it's like, oh, it's got a terabyte. Bullfuck. It does does not have a terabyte. It does not have a fucking terabyte. That shit is cap. That shit has 600 fucking gigabytes of storage. (laughs) I am so, I am so happy. Shout out to Aaron, my Cali friend. For buying me a fucking hard drive. <laughs> because he was like, dude, let's play this game. I'm like, I deleted that, man. He was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, when's your birthday? I'm like, July 23rd. He's like, fuck that. I'm getting it for you now. <laughs> like, but, but other than that, which, which what still sucks, you have to have like PS5 games themselves installed on the internal space. But then again, there, I don't have that many strictly PS5 games. Yeah. Only ones that I can think of are going to be like Horizon, Elden Ring, Possibly Valhalla whenever I re-download it. Like for me, it would be Valhalla, Demon Souls, Elden yeah. Ring, Ghost of Tsushima. I don't have that many. And Spider-Man, the remaster. Oh yeah, Spider-Man. Oh. But I don't even have that downloaded. But yeah. other than that, I mean, it, it's free reign on that. Now, one thing I will say to everybody, to all the listeners, if y'all do have one, I'm pretty sure it's still on sale. I can't remember if I talked about it in another episode, but the uh, Seagate Fire Cuda. It's an internal hard drive, I mean, internal uh, SSD that you could buy for like 170 bucks. It's expensive, but it's it's an actual terabyte of free space. It's already preheat synced. Installation is stupid simple, and also what's crazy about it, the SSD on the Firecoot is actually faster than the PS5's SSD. It's faster by like the three to six hundred megabytes. Which, if you think about it, that's actually... It might not seem like a lot, considering that the PlayStation can pump out 7,000 7, megabytes a second, which is 7 gigs a second. But think about it. That's set, that's like 7.3 or seven like 7.5 gigs a second. That's If you think about it, that's a lot fucking more. And the only time that's really going to become a problem is when you get games that actually make the PS5 have like a 30-second load time. I'm ready for that. I am dying for that i'm like you have no idea how ready i am for the xbox series x and the ps5 to struggle loading a game but that won't happen until i'm probably well i already have gray in my hair but (laughs) until i get more gray in my hair i i feel like 
I don't know. It's going to be a minute before a game does that. It will. The, I don't. I think the only time we're going to have that, honestly, is whenever Rockstar decides to, re- to release the new Red Dead game. <laughs> That's going to be about the only time. One thing I will say... Maybe Spider-Man 2 if they up the swing speed. Even then... They need to up the swing speed, though. That's a PS5 exclusive, correct? Yeah. Okay, even then... I, I doubt it, man. Yeah. Miles Morales ran like fucking butter on the PS5. And the yeah, but they did also didn't even increase the swing speed. Like, if you increase the swing speed in that game, you're asking shit to load a lot faster. But the thing is, I mean, hell... To me, I mean, it's a demanding game, but a game like Horizon or something like that, where yeah. it's like really considerably fucking bigger. I mean, hell, dude, playing Ghost of Tsushima... It doesn't matter where I'm at on the island, how far I want to fast travel. If I fast travel, I could be all the way at the fucking top, fast travel all the way to the fucking bottom, and it's that. Yeah, like... like All I do is hit triangle, and it just makes the sound effect, goes black for a split second, and then boom, I'm loaded. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it is for Horizon. I mean, yeah, there's a loading screen, but that's just what the game does. Like, you're in the loading screen, I have have enough time to put my vape to my lips, and I'm already there. Yeah. Like, and I need to press X to continue. I mean, that's just like like when Elden Ring, like, you know, PS5, and I don't know about the Xbox and stuff like that, but I know the PS5 doesn't even have loading screen tips. Because you're not even going to be there long enough to read them. Exactly. It's like you load in, it's like, it's like one, two, three, boom. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I will say about Xbox, and I can't remember if I've said this before, Sony really needs to take a few pointers from Xbox whenever it comes to the user interface. Mm -hmm. To me, Microsoft user interfaces are so good. They are so pretty. They work so well. And also another thing, fuck you, Sony, for not having themes on the PS5. Yeah. I mean, hell, the Xbox can do it. Why can't you, bitch? I I think it's just because they they changed the UI completely for it and everything. Yeah, which, I mean, it's kind of cool having games take up an entire screen. And and have, like, their own music sometimes. If they do have that. Which is weird. Which I find it very ironic that there are games that I have on my PS5 that don't have music that play. Like Elden Ring. Yeah. Or something like that. But yet I have the PS4 remastered version of Final Fantasy 7, the original version, and it has music. How <laughs> fucking Vermintide 2 has music? That's just random. Exactly. Vermintide 2 has music. That's like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel not having summon animations for some boss monsters like the Egyptian gods. And it's like, you, you would think a game like or like a company like Ubisoft would, they don't even have music. Battlefield 5 has music. At least I think it does. No, shit, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Battlefield Five has music. But come on, Sony. I mean, I love Sony. Hell, I mean, I, I bought a I bought a Series S before I did a PS5. Now, granted, the Series S is like tripping over a like tripping over your carpet versus trying to find a PS5, which is a needle in a haystack. But I mean, come on, man. It's not hard to make the UI pretty and not include themes. Hell, do you know how much money I would gladly give ten fucking dollars to have the PS2 theme on my PS5, <laughs> like I did on my PS4? Don't you realize how fucking dope that was? <laughs> Even the clock still worked the same. <laughs> it did, man. Come on, get your fucking mind out of your goddamn ass. <laughs> do something for the people. Be the people. <laughs> goddamn. It's so fucking heated about this. I am, man. I like customization. <laughs> Granted, I didn't spend a goddamn dime on my PS5, but I want to customize that fucker. I worked hard. I had patience. 
my homie. I had patience. My, my brother in Christ. <laughs> patience, man. Don't ever pray for that. You're going to get fucked, man. I prayed for patience and oh, we. <laughs> anyway, that we didn't get back on topic. <laughs> uh, so, uh, where we left off, we were talking about, you know, uh, the replacement of Jason Holtman and everything. So, Spencer began looking for ways to expand uh, Microsoft Studios to make it a profitable division for Microsoft and began negotiations for the acquisitions of Mojang and developer, the developers behind Minecraft in late 2014. Uh, Microsoft spent a uh, $2.5 billion U.S. dollars. Did you really say Mojang? Is it Mojang or is Mojang. it Mojang? Uh, you know, either. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Mojang, don't... And, I thought you were going to go Mahjong. I'm like, no, that's a Japanese little checkerboard game. Right no, there. no. It's either Mojang or Mojang. It's, you know, I've, I've, it's Mojang. You know, some, you know, some people call it Ubisoft, Ubisoft. And some people call it Ubisoft. I mean, shit. I call it Goobisoft. <laughs> that, that's what they are. They're a bunch of goobers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they spent $2.5 billion U.S. dollars uh, to acquire the studio. And upon the deal's completion in November, the studio's key founding personnel, uh, Marcus Person... Uh, Jacob Posier and Carl Manet, I'm assuming that's how you say that, departed uh, Mojang as a result of, uh, as a result, person, uh, person, whatever. It's person, but with two S's, that's all it is. <laughs> Became uh, valued around uh, 1.3 billion U.S. dollars. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft Studio is committed to keeping uh, Minecraft available across uh, multiple platforms, including rival PlayStation consoles. Uh, Matt Booty, <laughs> the studio's uh, corporate vice president in 2020, uh, said the acquisition of Mojang uh, served as the template uh, for later acquisitions as Mojang was left to run as an, quote, unplugged studio uh, with limited uh, integration into the Microsoft Corporation, minimizing the disruption of Mojang's normal day-to-day -day business matters nor impeding on the studio's freedom. One thing I will say... Uh, getting kind of back to the user interface thing, one thing that I think thought was pretty cool is that on Xbox you could actually see reviews of games. Yeah. Like like straight up reviews. Like you know, I think you read a couple of them with me because of how fucking stupid they are. <laughs> but um, like Minecraft is the only game that I have seen on there where it has more than six digit reviews. That Minecraft has over two million reviews. Shit. Yes, and the devs can read each and single, like every one of them, Jeez. and the devs can respond to them. But they have like the most ratings and like from what I've seen. And I, I I sat down for probably like an hour just looking through there to see if there was another game that I could possibly think of that might have that many. Halo doesn't even scratch that. Gears of War doesn't even come close, man. Minecraft is a fucking beast. <laughs> People love their Minecraft. <laughs> oh, man. Additional intellectual property uh, acquisitions by Microsoft Studios in 2014 included a publishing contract with Undead Labs for their game State of Decay, uh, the rights to the Gears of War series from Epic Games, and the Rise of IP, uh, Rise of Nations and Rise of Legends, from big huge studio uh, big huge games uh, Microsoft Studios assigned Gears of War to Black Tusk Studios which was later rebranded in 2015 as The Coalition uh, in July 2014 
it was announced that Xbox Entertainment Studios uh, would be closed in the following months, and the closure was completed by October 29th. Uh, on March uh, 4th, 2015, Microsoft announced that they were merging UK-based studios Lift London and Soho Productions for further games uh, development with the Amalgam continuing to uh, operate under the Lift London name. All right, I'm not sure. Do you have any of your notes talking about Rise, Son of Rome at all? I can't really remember. One thing I will say about that, that was an Xbox One launch title. That game was really ahead of its fucking time. If if that game released nowadays, it would sell the fucking hotcakes. Like, whenever I got my first Xbox One, I went and played that game. That game was actually really, really, really good. And the combat was phenomenal. Like, I mean, it was... It, it was strange that a launch title could be that good. Now, granted, you could look at it and tell, like, yeah, this is pretty dated and everything, but uh, it still wasn't ugly. And, like I said, the, the, whenever I played it, I was, like, astounded by how well it was, how smooth combat was. Hell, I play games today, with, and the combat doesn't even feel that good, which is crazy. That a... I don't know, man. Rise on the Rome. If you have an Xbox and you haven't played it, what the hell are you doing, man? It's on Game Pass. It's literally a day one launch. I mean, it's fucking good. <laughs> Dang, now I gotta remember where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on March 7th, uh, Microsoft announced at the Game Developers Conference uh, that Ho Ho Holo Lens, Holo Lens, my bad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> HoloLens games uh, were coming to Xbox One uh, on March 9th. Uh, Microsoft announced that Kudo Tsunoda's uh, role was expanding and that he would be the new studio team leader for studios such as Press Play, Lift London, and New Eternal, uh, Internal Studio called Decisive Games. And Decisive Games was previously mentioned in job postings saying that they were hiring for work on a, quote, beloved strategy game for Xbox One and PC. Uh, but this is the first public acknowledgement of the team's uh, existence as a first-party studio. Uh, Twisted Pixel and Microsoft Studios agreed to split in September of 2015. Uh, uh, Kudo uh, Tsunoda uh, left the Xbox division in November 2015 for the development of HoloLens and Microsoft Edge uh, and other projects that uh, could improve means of human interaction, including voice and gesture. Uh, Sonoda's role was filled by Hanno Limk and uh, Shannon Loftus. Uh, in 2016, uh, Microsoft was perceived as, quote, unifying PC and Xbox One platforms. Uh, and in March 2016, Microsoft canceled development of two major projects, Lionhead's Fable Legends and Press Play's Project Knoxville, uh, shuttering both studios in the following months. Uh Around the same time, changes to Microsoft Studios' website indicated that further studios, Big Park, Good Science Studio, Leap Experience Pioneers, uh, Function Studios, and State of the Art uh, had been closed. Uh, and Microsoft Studios uh, clarified that all of, the t all of them had been consolidated into other Microsoft Studios teams over the past several years. Uh, in September of 2017, uh, Spencer was promoted to senior leadership team, gaining the title of Executive Vice President of Gaming. Uh, at this point, Microsoft Studios directly reported to Nadella. Uh, and in January 2018, Matt Booty uh, was promoted from leader in the Minecraft games business to corporate vice president of Microsoft Studios. 
On June 10th, 2018, during the E3 2018, Microsoft announced the acquisitions of Ninja Theory, Playground Games, Undead Labs, and Compulsion Games. Isn't Ninja Theory the one behind <clears throat> Neo? No, it's Team Ninja. Team Ninja, okay. Yeah, I, oh, damn, who, what did Ninja Theory do? I think Ninja Theory is the one that made that DMC, the, 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 the other DMC game. The good, the good DMC. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think they made. Did they make Sunset Overdrive? Uh, Hellblade. Oh, Hellblade. Okay, they, yeah. they did Hellblade. Yeah, the other DMC, Enslaved Odyssey Two, and the title cut off on you. Fuck. Uh, Bleeding Edge, Heavenly Sword, Kung Fu Chaos. See what else you got in store for me. Oh, yep, that, that's literally it. Disney Infinity, Dext. Okay, so they didn't do Sunset Overdrive? Oh, uh, no. Okay, I can't remember who did that then. But anyway, they acquired all those as well as the opening of a new studio in Santa Monica, California, entitled The Initiative, uh, which would be led by the former Crystal Dynamics studio head, Daryl Gallagher. Uh, in November, Microsoft announced uh, Microsoft Studios announced uh, further acquisitions with Obsidian Entertainment and in Hensile Entertainment. I'm assuming that's how you say that. Uh, Sunset Overdrive. The developers were Insomniac and Blind Squirrel Games. Insomniac. Damn, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so now the 2019 to present of what what happened with uh, Microsoft. Uh, the studio rebranded itself on February 5th, 2019 as Xbox Game Studios, which is its current name, as to reflect Microsoft's intent to use the Xbox brand to support gaming across all the devices it supports. At E3 2019, Xbox uh, Game Studios announced it had acquired Double Fine and established a new internal studio dedicated to Age of Empires headed by Shannon Loftus, bringing their total studio count to 15. Uh, this studio, later named World's Edge, uh, did not directly develop any games, but oversaw efforts from external uh, studios such as Relic Entertainment, Forgotten Empires, and Tantalus Media to assure the series is being developed uh, in the right direction according to creative director Adam Isgreen. And fuck you, Microsoft, for killing off Lionhead like that. <laughs> they didn't deserve that. Uh Booty uh, stated that with uh, studios like Obsidian, Ninja Theory, and Double Fine, which have traditionally supported multi-platform games, they will determine if it makes uh, they determined if it would make sense for their future products to be treated as Microsoft exclusive content for Xbox and Windows computers, or to allow these to be published across multiple platforms. That decision uh, was ba- uh, was uh, will be based on uh, network effect. Uh, they have that in quotes. Uh, whether having these games on other platforms will uh, better support the franchise and thus war- uh, worthwhile for Microsoft to help dedicate resources towards it, such as they have with Minecraft. Which one thing I will say, a game that, that is an Xbox exclusive that I kind of wish they would port over, which I know they wouldn't because it's, it's been a Microsoft exclusive since launch, is freaking uh, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. That would be dope because you would legit have console wars on the seven seas. I, I would love that. I think that would be the dopest shit ever. You can make it to where, like, your flag on your ship can be your console. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, what they did. that's what they did in Sea of Thieves. You could make your entire ship Xbox-themed. Oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, so, Xbox Game Studios uh, has allowed some of the content developed by studios or that was previously published exclusively for the Xbox and Windows systems to be released on Nintendo systems, notably the Switch. Uh, versions of Cuphead from Studio MDHR 
and Ori and the Blind Forest from Moon Studios and allowing for the uh, titular characters from Rare's Banjo-Kazooie into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, however, the division stated uh, that these releases were generally, quote, existing commitments to other platforms, end quote, that they allowed studios to honor, but they otherwise have, quote, no plans to further expand our exclusive party, uh, f- exclusive first party games to other consoles. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> man, that man, they bought Bethesda and immediately said, yeah, you know what? All that shit's exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, near the end of 2019, uh, with the combined uh, 15 studios now under Xbox Game Studios, Booty stated that they had now had more games than ever to handle and were likely not going to acquire any additional studios in the near future, stating, quote, We've been shifting our focus inside Xbox Game Studios from acquisition to growth to a phase of uh, execution and delivery. Uh, additionally, as Microsoft started promotion of its fourth-generation Xbox, including the Xbox Series X, Moody stated that titles developed by Xbox Game Studios and year uh, in a in year or two following its release will not be exclusively for the new generation of consoles, but instead will support both Xbox One and the new console, uh, with some games receiving enhanced performance when played in the new console lineup. Which I'm sure we all know about that now. Yeah. <laughs> Moody said that. With the large number of studios they had recently acquired, as well as ongoing external partnerships and their Xbox Games Pass service, the studios are able to support a, quote, breadth of uh, offerings uh, in the portfolio uh, designed to attract a large number of players. Further, in an interview in November 2020, Phil Spencer said during the interview regarding the future of the Xbox brand that he intends to put more focus on outputting RPGs, which had uh, at that point uh, been undeserved. Uh, underserved, my bad. I misread that. My bad. That man, I just threw some smoke up at Xbox. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> underserved. <laughs> uh, Microsoft and Zenimax Media uh, announced on September 21st, 2020, that Microsoft planned to acquire Zenimax and its family of studios, which include uh, Bethesda Game Studios, Arcane Studios, id Software, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, and Zenimax Online Studios. For over 7.5 billion U.S. dollars in cash. Like that even fucking matters. <laughs> That's a lot of money. I mean, I, oh yeah, trust me, I know it's a lot of money, but like that even fucking matters in Microsoft. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, according to Spencer, uh, the Zenimax acquisition was intended to give Microsoft a large library of games uh, known around the world and to expand the library of Xbox Games Pass and xCloud. Uh, both U.S. and European Union uh, regulatory agencies approved the acquisition by early March 2021, and the acquisition was formally completed by March 9th, 2021. The total price of the deal was $8.1 billion U.S. dollars, and Bethesda Softworks, the primary primarily publisher of the Zenimax games, remained as an operational unit under Microsoft with the acquisition and retained all of its current leadership. Todd Howard. <laughs> it just works. It just it works. It just works. It just works. Shit, man. I, I made Elder Scrolls one day, and now I made $8.1 billion. It just works. It just works. <laughs> With the acquisition, uh, future games uh, from the studios will be exclusive to Xbox consoles, uh, but existing commitments to other platforms, such as Arcane Studios, Deathloop, and Tango Gameworks, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, which uh, are contractually exclusive to PlayStation 5, uh, 
were still honored. Uh, Spencer stated that Game Pass was also a fundamental driver for the acquisition. Uh, a preliminary uh, injunction to block the acquisition had been sought uh, in an ongoing class action lawsuit that Zenimax faced over Fallout 4, with the plaintiffs in the case arguing that Microsoft could shield Zenimax assets from damages should they uh, be found liable for the after the acquisition. Uh, the Zenimax board of directors was dissolved following the Microsoft purchase. <clears throat> Which I'm, I actually got to look into that. I don't know about the whole Fallout 4 thing. Mm. You know anything about that? No. Dang. <laughs> On uh, January 18th, 2022, uh, Microsoft announced its intent to acquire Activision uh, and Blizzard in an uh, all-cash deal valued at $68.7 billion. Fuck. Jesus Christ! You gotta think about it. Those are like two of the biggest games that exist right now. It's gonna be Call of Duty and Overwatch. Holy shit! Yeah. I didn't even know the price tag, homie! I didn't either, but. That's a lot of of briefcases. For everybody out there, yes, I've done all this research and. But I did not read that until now. Holy shit! (laughs) I was just like, oh, yeah, let's talk about that acquisition. That's important. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Microsoft stated that uh, this acquisition would make it the third largest gaming company by revenue uh, following uh, t- Tencent and Sony. Uh, with the announcement, uh, Microsoft also announced a major change to its corporate structure with Phil Spencer becoming CEO of the new division, uh, Microsoft Gaming, uh, with Matt Booty leading Xbox Game Studios under it. And once approved, Activision Blizzard will then become a subdivision of Microsoft Gaming. We actually got through all of it in one episode, Trevor. I'm really surprised by that. I was really expecting it to be a two-parter. I was too. <laughs> Even with all the bullshit that we. But anyway, uh, just to recap real quick, we're gonna we're going to go over all of the subsidiaries and divisions of Microsoft themselves. So, under the parent company of Xbox Game Studios, you have. Uh, 343 Industries, uh, The Coalition, uh, Compulsion Games, Double Fine Productions, The Initiative, Enzyle Entertainment, uh, Mojang Studios, Ninja Theory, Obsidian Entertainment, Playground Games, Rare, uh, Turn 10 Studios, Undead Labs, World's Edge, and Xbox Game Studios Publishing. Uh, Under ZeniMax Media and Bethesda Softworks, you have Alpha Dog Games, Arcane Studios, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Machine Games, Roundhouse Studios, Tango Gameworks, and Zenimax Online Studios. Uh, and all these studios publish something that you are, I guarantee you, you, you played at least once or are still actively playing, such as Zenimax Online Studios who make ESO. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dang. What? So, yeah, uh, Tango Gameworks, owned by Zenimax. And Bethesda? Mm-hmm. Evil Within. Oh, yeah. Dang. Okay. And if anybody doesn't know who it Software is, just Doom and Quake. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all you gotta know. Doom and Quake. Doom and Quake. And of course Bethesda is, you know... Well, and Wolfenstein. I'd say Wolfenstein in there. No, no, that's, uh, that's Machine Games. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that still has the id title just because they were the original ones yeah Wolfenstein yeah that's pretty much all the 
the stuff we have on Xbox Game Studios. What you think about it so far, Trev? Still wish they changed the user interface. <laughs> From Sony? Yeah. That has nothing to do with what we talked about. <laughs> Which one thing that Xbox does, and I know I've said this before, I like how they incorporate third-party mods. I love that. Oh, yeah. I love how they're okay with that. Sony needs to do that as well. I don't know what their whole shtick about that is, though. I don't know either, and it pisses me off. It really does. I'd love to play Skyrim on my PS5 with absurd mods that could crash anything else. But no. I'll just do that on my PC. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Like that stupid-ass bow I have, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Or like the fact that I downloaded the mod where all the bards play BC Reaches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, modding is fun. I had a fun time with my Xbox and uh, mods for Skyrim. I mean, hell, even, like, whenever I still have Game Pass, which I don't anymore, I mean, I would still crank up, crank it up just to see what new mods they added. Oh, you stopped having Game Pass? Oh, yeah, I stopped that a while back. Oh. I haven't played the fucker. I didn't even know. No, I completely stopped playing my Xbox. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I got the Pro, started picking up games again on the PlayStation, everything, stopped playing the xbox completely pretty much at that moment and now that i have my ps5 i mean the only reason i'm going to get pro again is probably for starfield starfield and avowed whenever it comes whenever it comes out avowed avowed that's the uh avowed okay yeah avowed yeah that's the uh that's that like that first person high fantasy game that's based in the same universe as pillars of eternity oh shit yeah oh yeah at least I'm pretty sure it is because the... Oh, uh, have you seen that, like, uh... It just got announced, like, talked about at the uh, Xbox thing, I think, uh, but it was like that uh, first-person shooter where it's, like, really gothic and, like, like fantasy style and everything like that. Like, you have, like, revolvers and shit and all that. I don't know if you've seen that. I forgot the name of it, man. I was... Also, Scorn's been talked about again. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I can't think now. And also, you know, everything at the Xbox Game Show pretty much said, play day one on Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which with... Hopefully PlayStation will do that now with the uh, with the new memberships. I hope they will. I doubt it. I, I know... I, I want them to, too, but... Fuck. I mean, that, that that's the only thing that will make it worth getting. Yeah, being that's able to play... And even then, it's still expensive as fuck. But then again, I mean, I mean, you're still paying fifteen dollars a month for Game Pass and Gold. I mean, that's <laughs> quick maps. Uh, I think it's like a hundred and twenty or something like that. It's more than that, dude. Is it? Hundred eighty dollars a year Shit. versus PlayStation made a hundred and twenty. Which the thing is with Xbox, you can choose to cancel fifteen dollars a month. With PlayStation, you're spending a hundred and twenty fucking dollars right then and there. And you gotta ride that year out. Yeah, you do. Which one thing I do kind of like, I could upgrade my membership at any moment, but no, not unless I see something promising that I actually give a fuck about. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's iffy. I mean, it's just like, uh, but like the thing is, like, the, the small price upgrade is only for as long as your year remains. Yeah, which I mean, I just... Which was, for me is next month. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my, mine was like last week. Ah, yeah, mine was the 17th or 18th. Yeah, my mine is next month on like the 3rd. Mm. So, yeah, so probably basically this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean... No, yeah, it'd be, it'd be next Sunday. 
Unless unless there's some underlying detail that I didn't read in it, like I would I, I would love to play like AAA games at at launch and shit like that. But the thing is, like the only games that are available on pass that are even worth a fuck in my opinion is gonna be like Valhalla. That's it. I mean, I don't really give a fuck about any of the other games because Horizon's not on there. I mean, Red Dead's on there, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, Ghost of Tsushima's on there. But those aren't... I mean, the Spider-Mans are... Well, of course the Spider-Mans I mean, they're, they're, they're basically, they're big, the big titles are on there, but, but like, most, of the, most, of the, a... most of the stuff that's on there, we've already played. Yeah, I mean, no, we don't have any big games coming out anytime soon. No. We really don't. None that I mean, I'm super looking forward to. I mean, shit, Spider-Man and all that doesn't come out until next year. I mean, unless we can play Spider-Man Day 1... Unless we can play fucking... KOTOR the day one. Yeah, KOTOR day one. Wolverine day one. God of War Ragnarok day one. For free and everything like that. I mean, well, not for free, but... Yeah, but you know, with the membership. Yeah, but I, 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 don't, see it, I don't see that happening. No, nah, I don't either. I just don't. It's a pain. It's a fucking bummer. But anyway... The next following episodes, uh, excluding the side episodes, of course, will be going over, of course, the three games that we choose for Xbox Game Studios, which a couple of those you probably will be able to guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean... One of them for sure. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a guarantee. One of them rhymes with Play Low. Play Low. <laughs> J-Lo. J-Lo, yeah, mm-hmm. J-Lo. Um, <laughs> another one rhymes with Deers of Door. Man, I know you're like I don't want to talk about it. Let's keep it. A, how the fuck are we going to keep it a surprise whenever it comes to Microsoft? I mean, it's really not. There's not a way to. No, it's not. I mean, you literally have Halo. I do want to. Sw- I do. We did talk about it before we started recording, though. But I do want to switch one of them out for something else. Oh, you? No, the, you, you didn't mention that. I know. I just thought about it. Oh, yeah. Which one do you want to swap out? No, uh, the one that starts with an F. Uh, with another one that starts with an F. Fuck me. <laughs> but anyway. What the fuck are you talking about? I was talking talk to you afterwards. <laughs> anyway. As always, I'm your host, Caleb Center. I'm confused, but my name is Trevor Orkin Thick. <laughs> and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Ciao.